Let him have it. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. I suggest a new strategy, R2. Let the Wookiee win faking Star Wars radio. That's right. It's another fantastic, informative, amazing interview episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Faker Nation, it is my pleasure to have with me here in the studio, but quarantining in another room due to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Miss or Mrs. or uh, Madam uh, Red Vox of Red Vox Gaming. How are you today? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm well. It's really nice to have you with us. You know, you've been a, a contact that we've appreciated interacting with on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram and uh, you know, WhatsApp and Facebook and Hotmail, GeoCities and all that. So it's nice to finally uh, have you here in the flesh. Yeah, I know. We, we've really been contacting ourselves and, and everything. Cause, a little you know, bit of uh, overkill, maybe, you know. Maybe. Um, Just a yeah. little bit. It's fine. Well, it's really nice to have you here. And, uh, you know, as, as is tradition here on Faking Star Wars Radio, uh, we'd like you to tell our listeners just how you got here. How did this connection happen and how we end up uh, with you in the studio today? Well, um, I was actually going to like fly back home to Texas, uh, but uh, my, my cousin, um, Link uh, Vox, as you know, most people know him as, uh, actually invited me to go bowling, um, and then I got lost, and I ended up here, so I'm not really sure, but uh, he's like, hey, g- you know, wake up, we're going we're gonna to record, so he- here I am. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, Link Vox a million, for all those who don't know, is the head of creative content with Faking Star Wars. Uh, he's basically the one who tells me what to do. Uh, he winds me up in the morning and pulls my puppet strings, so... Yep. Whatever he says, I do. So you know, you've you've got a lot of interests, uh, a lot of uh, you know fame on the internet and on Twitch for your gaming streams that you do. Uh, am, am I mistaken that you do that full time, basically? I do. I do that full time, five days a week. Full time student as well, or uh, just just uh, shooting the shooting the breeze on on the Twitch. Yep, full time student, double majoring, um, full time streaming. I don't sleep, like ever. Oh. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, by the way, uh, very nice haircut. You look absolutely poggers. Um, Thank you. That's a word that you taught me, so I'm indebted to you forever for that. Um, yeah, it's a great word. So, how did you originally get into uh, Star Wars? For our listeners out there who may come to this interview not as Twitch people or gamers, but as Star Wars fans, how did you get into that? When we first moved to the United States, um, we the only thing that was close to us was a movie theater. Um, and, uh, we actually would walk there all the time. We would see, you know, a bunch of movies that came out in the early 2000s. And one of them was Phantom Menace. So I got into that when I saw that for the first time. It was like one of the first movies I saw in the U.S. Uh, didn't understand like any of it because I didn't speak English, but (laughs) it was still cool. Uh, and then my dad is a really big like Star Wars fan. He also likes Star Trek too, but Star Wars has always kind of been his thing. Um, and he watched all the, you know, the, the original movies when they came out, um, so it's just kind of been a, a thing that's like passed down. Um, and then as I kind of grew up, I, I've i kind of overpassed my father in Star Wars knowledge. Uh, he doesn't really like that, but <laughs> I do know more than he does at this point. So you basically came into Star Wars as an original trilogy virgin and went right into the prequel trilogy. Yep, pretty much. So what about uh, gaming? Like what led you into getting into the gaming streams on Twitch? Was that also through your father or because you wanted to learn English better or how how does that work out? 
No, so I actually didn't play any games until I started streaming uh, in 2017, and I just kind of accidentally fell into it. Uh, I was too busy to like record or to record and edit videos, so I just streamed anyway because I was lazy. Uh, and then I kind of blew up overnight, and um, you know, almost four years later, here we, here we are, full time job on accident. So now, yeah, do your it's... people back in your uh, country of origin, which I didn't ask by the way, out of politeness because you didn't immediately share it, but uh, can we ask a little bit about your background? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Argentina. I'm also German. I have a German citizenship. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I do speak Spanish and German fluently as well as English sometimes. Expreca nicht español, pero si quieres podemos tener la entrevista en español también. Como también. quieras. Sí. Uh, no, inglés está muy muy bien. Chévere. <laughs> uh, most people know that the Stormtrooper is an expert in imperial codes and languages. We've never done a full interview in Spanish yet, but that's coming hopefully. So soon, S yeah. So does your international background, uh, how do you think that's reflected in your interests with Star Wars and gaming? So it's definitely like led me into knowing a lot more people, um, like just Twitch as well. I actually know a lot of people that are, uh, you know, from Argentina and stuff like that that didn't because um, I don't have much of an accent in English. And then I say something in Spanish and they're like, oh, wow. Yep, that's OK. It's messy. Like <laughs> it's pretty much the same person. Uh, and then um, I actually do know a lot of people that are into Star Wars in Argentina, too, uh, which was kind of a weird little like um, mix up, I guess, because I, uh, accidentally found, like, a Facebook group from, uh, from my dad of a bunch of people that, you know, like Star Wars, so it's, it's just a weird mixture of just accidentally stumbling into other communities, being able to speak all kinds of, you know, languages and, um, just knowing a bunch of other people. When did these worlds, uh, of streaming and Star Wars merge, and, and what's your favorite, you know, game to stream? Uh, or Star Wars games specifically as well. So I'm, I might break some hearts doing this, but I never, I never grew up playing games or anything like that. I didn't get to experience the Star Wars games that came out. So I'm more of a variety streamer now. We have a thing called Force Fridays. Um, so I'll play like a Star Wars game. So I played Fallen Order. I finished it, uh, and then now I'm playing uh, Kotor um, for the first time ever. Oh wow! And yeah, I know. I'm also playing Force Unleashed for the first time ever, completely going blind into it. Um, and I know a lot of people that were like, whoa, like, you know, this brings back childhood memories and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's kind of cool, like knowing everything that I know now from reading the books or comics or the movies and stuff like that, and then kind of translating that into an actual, like, you know, visual, like, oh, I'm playing this game. I know who these people are. I know what happens kind of thing. It's pretty cool. So which which of these games for you captures the energy or joy of what Star Wars is for you? Because I, I downloaded, I'm not a huge gamer, which you probably could already tell, but uh, I have a Switch and I downloaded the, the port of um, the classic game Jedi Academy, I think it's called. Came out last year, maybe, or maybe it was earlier this year terribly disappointed with that game uh the port was brutal in my opinion and i'm not like an expert gamer or anything but like basically if you just boobs uh buff your uh force uh powers you can just walk into any room and just like one click one shot one kill everybody <laughs> in the room so that that game didn't really capture much of star wars for me uh how about you which which games captures that inner joy 
See, like, I, I kind of, like, I know what that means, because, like, I, I've played games, just not, not necessarily Star Wars ones, where you're just very over-leveled and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, kind of looking at, for example, Fallen Order, which was just phenomenal. Like, I really, really loved that game. It was great. Um, which came out, like, uh, last year. I think it's been a full year. Um, and then playing games like Force Unleashed, which came out in the earlier 2000s, and th- which is basically, like, Starkiller is just insane. Insanely powerful. Like, I'm playing this and I'm like, there's no way... <laughs> it's crazy so at the same time i love that because i love star killer but i also get that feeling of like oh well you know maybe i shouldn't be able to kill like you know 60 stormtroopers in like one hit whereas you know like it's it's also star (laughs) killer so i don't know i i kind of really enjoy like the older games versus the newer ones just in the sense of how games have developed since then so i don't know i like them all so far so far so good uh, you know, Storm Duper had recently a birthday. And one of the things that Mrs. Duper always gets tired of hearing me complain about is, oh, I never get anything good. You know, it's always the same old, same old, uh, you know, pizza, coupons, stuff like that. But this year, Mrs. Duper went out on a limb and ordered me the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped.com. You've probably seen their ads. Uh, you know, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Don't be the hairiest Jedi in the resistance. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof and skin-safe trimmer that will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It is an absolutely fantastic shaver, a quality, quality product, and really easy to use. They even include instructions to help you out. One of the most powerful forces in the galaxy is your lightsaber, so keep yours clean with the Lawnmower 3.0. They also include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why not? Down there in the smelliest part of your body. For on-the-go freshness, you can also use their wonderful Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's all included in the Perfect Package 3.0. And if you act now, using our code FSWRADIO, that's all in caps, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. May the force be with your balls. You are known for being a bit of a knowledgeable person on Star Wars history and and the Jedi and uh, role playing as well, uh, that kind of thing. So, what are your some of your favorite points in Star Wars history involving the Jedi or things that you get into? Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to a lot of my research is done mostly on like Jedi history and stuff like that. I do go into the, the Sith history a little bit more because it's not just edgy bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. force choking everybody. Um, but I, my probably my favorite era is like the old republic in the sense of like I guess it's the high old republic. It's it's you know a lot of people have different terms for it. People argue about what is considered the high republic. You know, um, I consider the high republic smoking a doobie with Mace Windu. So also also accurate, but you know that kind of happens at any point in you know <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, the Jedi, like in the sense of where you know for sensitivity has kind of come from i guess uh it's kind of my favorite I, I also really enjoyed like the the sotor um game which is the mmo version um i really enjoyed that and that goes into a lot of that like pre um you know like pre-sith war uh 
force, which is super interesting to me, and I really, I really like it. Um, because if you're gonna be in Star Wars, I, I personally, if you're gonna be in the Star Wars universe, I wanted to use the force. You know, like that's that's kind of the that's kind of the whole thing. You know, lightsabers, force powers, all that fun stuff. But that's just kind of where my knowledge or my interest favors, I guess. Cool. So were you, uh, were you, um, you know, kind of uh, soiling yourself when you heard in the Mandalorian the mention Tython? Because isn't that where the Jedi originated in, in the EU? Well, yes, yes. It's, I mean, it's the Jedi planet, but yeah, it, which it's my favorite planet because of all the, you know, forced connections and stuff like that. It's also a really pretty planet. Uh, but yeah, I was so excited to hear that. It is my favorite and then i saw it and i was really disappointed because <laughs> i was it's california this is the hollywood <laughs> hills <laughs> yes it's california and i was like oh because like in in games and like books it's described as this beautiful blush you know planet with all these like rivers and caves and it's just gorgeous and then i was looking at it, i was like okay it's California. It's like a dumpster. So there's like a, there's some heroin needles on the ground and like yeah. <laughs> right. human feces somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think I think that's a function <laughs> of the fact that it was a placeholder, you know, just to give Baby Yoda that that uh, moment on the sundial, you know, to to tell mm-hmm. him what time it was. Uh, but maybe we'll see more of that. Yes, I really hope so. And that may be oh, where we God. see the caves and and all that lushness. So you, I hope so. May have hope. Um, what other properties you know have come out in the Disney era that have alluded to different things from that Jedi lore and history that you uh, are so infatuated with um, that were done either poorly or, or very well in your opinion? Again, I, uh, I think I'm going to go back to Fallen Order, which was like the newer, the newest like Star Wars game that came out under under you know Disney. Um, they did a fantastic job with all of that because y- you do get to go see like. Um, Dathomir and Kashyyyk and Tython and um, and all this just awesome stuff that they did phenomenal phenomenal job with you get to go see Alum which is like where a lot of the Jedi went to go get their crystals for the first time before you know purge and all that is that pronunciation canon because I've heard it pronounced I have no ways. idea mm, yeah okay. I I don't know it's Elum, I, Elum, I, a I've lot of people argue ways. with me Alum yeah I I don't know uh, I've heard it pronounced differently in different uh, games. Uh, in Fallen Order, for some reason, instead of calling them uh, AT-ATs, they call them AT-ATs, which yes. I think is awful. And it drove me insane when I when I saw it the first time. I was like, "What is an AT-AT? No, no one has ever called it that." At least they uh, didn't call walkers. it a chicken walker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love chicken walkers. Okay, I I love them. I if you say chicken walker, people know exactly what you mean. Um, also, one of the best Star Wars games ever is the Lego Star Wars. Uh, you really can't go wrong with that. Um, I think that's where I kind of got a lot of love for Star Wars 2, was playing that as a kid. I didn't understand it, but you know, I played it on the GameCube. It's pretty cool. I played it, I think, on the Wii for a while, and I'm really excited for the new one that's supposed to be coming out. It was supposed to be out this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll do an episode on it, um, the Skywalker Saga. Uh, mm-hmm. The gameplay looks pretty awesome, and uh, and that. So, uh, is there a Star Wars game that's that's in the in the chamber, as it were, that you're excited for? I'm excited for the continuation of Fallen Order, um, because it leaves off at a really really good point. It's like pretty crucial. Um, I'm just really excited seeing like uh, maybe there's not like works announced yet, but like seeing how in the Mandalorian they, there's a lot of things that are now canon. 
um, and then kind of seeing where they'll take that and, and run with um, even like the the newer the newer movies uh, where people don't like them as much and I don't necessarily blame them but but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that they mention that is now canon for example like force healing which is huge uh, to be can canon again you know you know canon uh, that they could include that into other movies or series or games. Um, and then all the other stuff that they announced recently, um, especially the Kenobi and, uh, you know, Ahsoka. I'm totally not biased. Those are totally not my two favorite characters ever. Um, but I'm very excited. So so aside from Kenobi and Ahsoka, is there a specific Jedi within canon or Legends that you sort of ardently, desperately connect with? Yes, Qui-Gon. I love Qui-Gon so much. Um, I feel like he got really stolen from a really cool story because uh, he's technic like technically, but if we're looking at the movies and stuff, or just the movies, um, like the first uh, gray Jedi, I guess, um, which would have been super cool to see in some of the other movies uh, and like all that kind of stuff. But I guess Ahsoka now is kind of the the one of the first gray Jedis that, you know, has had more than, you know, 15 minutes of screen time. So what do you have to be to be a gray Jedi? I mean, do you just have to get kicked out of the treehouse or you not share your, your snack with other kids at recess? What does it take? Uh, no. <laughs> so the, the gray Jedi code is basically, it's basically someone that doesn't completely follow all the Jedi, um, you know, virtues uh, and rules to a T. They don't they mask. Of, they don't social distance, things like that. They, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but they're still well, in the family. Like, they're still in the family, you know. Um, but uh, no, so basically it's like they don't see... You have like the light side and the dark side. The name is so original. It's gray. So it's just overlapped in the sense. It's like it's a more of a case-to-case thing. Um, you know, emotion isn't all bad, but it's not all good either. It's It's just a gray area, which is, again, so original and creative. <laughs> It seems like Qui-Gon really, you're talking about the, the prequels and, and Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being older than you, I, I saw the originals in the theater. Um, and so coming to the prequels, I, what I've realized is it really depends on how old you were and what you were first exposed to with Star Wars. I've interviewed people that are older than me, younger than me. And almost almost always the thing that people like the most tends to be the thing they first saw. Um, I don't know if that's true for you in this case with the Phantom Menace, but you do like Qui-Gon Jinn. So... You know, he really should have been the protagonist uh, of the movie, mm-hmm. right? And he wasn't. He was just some weirdo, uh, stoic uh, character. So talk about how he's portrayed, you know, in another uh, canon uh, material compared to that uh, cinema experience. It, it, it's funny that you mentioned, like, you know, Phantom Menace. My favorite. My favorite's actually A, a New Hope. But um, it's, like, who hasn't seen? I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people have seen Phantom Menace over A New Hope just because it's newer. But... I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I really do like all the movies um, for their own special little quirks and stuff like that. And there's definitely things that can be fixed, can or should be fixed. Um, mm-hmm. But I think everything kind of has its own place. Um, but that I don't like just focus on that specifically. I, I also like reading more than just that um, or um, like kind of expand expanding on that and um that's why i like writing and stuff like that because i can kind of use that as a baseline and then change what i want or what i think should happen or um stuff like that maybe maybe if it's not canon disney please don't sue me 
Um, so tell us about <laughs> that, your writing and, and how that's uh, developed over the years. What, what, what are you most proud of or what do you think was some of the best kind of stuff you've, you've done? Um, well, English is my third language. Uh, so being able to write and stuff like that has definitely helped me kind of, uh, you know, use better words to describe things and stuff like that, especially when you're trying to describe something that, you know, isn't completely real uh, in a already based universe and stuff like that. It kind of helps you pick, you know, pick up different um, ways to describe um, people, uh, how they act and stuff like that. Um, and then um, but a friend of mine and I have written, I think. Uh, let's see, we've written for a little bit over maybe two years. Uh, we've written almost 400 pages, I think. Um, and it's, I'm super proud of it. And I hope one day we'll sit down and actually com completely edit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and maybe post it or something somewhere. Um, I really like writing. Um, and it's, it's, it's always been kind of a hobby. I don't think I'll ever you know, try to publish it as a book. But So is this, is this what you might call fan fiction for Star Wars specifically, or is it something yeah, else? I what, guess. what can you share uh, and spoil about it without completely uh, letting the cat out of the bag? I mean, I guess it is fan fiction, but I feel like fan fiction has a kind of negative connotation, same with like role-playing and stuff like that. That's why I was kind of loath to use that word. I didn't want to offend you, but... Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, I totally know how it sounds and like when i was like yeah i role play like it just sounds really <laughs> nerdy and really awful um people always think it's the the text in the asterisks like oh hugs you like no it's not like that i mean we we literally write like page worth of just novel ideas um which i absolutely love and some of these people that i've written all this stuff with and collaborated with have some become some of my best friends and stuff like that um but basically uh a lot of what i focus on he focuses a lot of on, like war strategy battle strategy all that you know boring stuff <laughs> i fo focus more on <laughs> more all that on, man uh, stuff guy stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> i i focus more on um uh, like actual force abilities and stuff like that and character development um i guess one of the only things is that i uh so there's kyber crystals and there's force crystals um, a lot of my friends don't know the difference between the two, but I kind of use that. Uh, for example, one of my uh, characters, uh, she's actually blind, but she uses a force crystal to like use force vision and stuff like that. Um, so I, I kind of like I like messing with some of that that uh, that Jedi stuff that maybe isn't solely just for Jedi. <laughs> well, I know you're also into like I mean just Star Wars role playing. You kind of mentioned character building and that. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Maybe even lead me through uh, a potential role playing scene or something with myself as a total novice in that arena. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it it kind of just it's kind of just like writing a book, essentially, like the way we start out is by building a character, right? Maybe you don't have all the personalities um, completely, uh, you know, molded and stuff like that. We to kind of like give uh, a character development or to give just kind of backstory, I guess we constantly go through things like flashbacks or um, just how they would react on a specific situation like it, it's it's all very basic stuff but i feel like people don't really understand how much how much work that is because you kind of have to put yourself in this person's shoes even if they're not like how you act like one of my favorite characters she's very um she's very hard-headed uh, which i am too but on another level she's very aggressive she's very distant like a jedi normally would be um but it's 
maybe I don't, you know, flip out on somebody, uh, but she definitely would. So I kind of sometimes have to step back and be like, okay, what, what would I do versus what would she do? And how would I react to somebody doing this to me? So it's, it, it kind of all just comes down to getting a different perspective, um, but being able to write for it, which is sometimes really hard, <laughs> which people don't understand about, you know, novel writing or just fan fiction writing. Well, uh, so we're waiting for your novel. It, it will be published by Faking Star Wars Press in the new year, I hope. Um, yep, aside from that and your, your streaming uh, and your gaming, um, you know, what what would be your favorite, uh, you know, way to get out your your Star Wars uh, jollies, as it were, in the middle of this pandemic? Like, what do you um, do? do you, are you hmm. are you a, a movie fanatic? Are you watching The Mandalorian? You're reading the comics. What's your favorite thing right now? Uh, definitely watching The Mandalorian uh, as soon as I can. We normally stay up until, you know, 3 a.m. Uh, CST to, to wait for the new episode because I don't really have anything else to do during, you know, this of year. Of course. Um, but, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, I like to draw, to paint, stuff like that. Um, luckily, I don't. Most of the stuff I do now, <laughs> I don't have to leave my room for. <laughs> so whether it's classes or stream or whatever, uh, I'm pretty free to use my time normally uh, how, how I want to uh, in that way. So, I mean, I kind of get my kick from, you know, playing games or I really want to read the new comic series that's coming out even though I'm not much of a comic book person. Uh, okay, so so there are a lot of new comics coming out that are exploring avenues of, of, uh, of the Jedi, and I know that Disney is coming up with this new High Republic era, which you said you were really interested in. Um, what, what are some of those plot lines, and, and how how, uh, how do you think Disney should develop them? What, what do you like about them? Well, I haven't... I'm, I'm trying to keep away from spoilers. I've been really lucky with The Mandalorian, and I actually haven't seen, like, any spoilers before I watched the episode, somehow, some way. Um, but from what I from what I did see what was on Disney's official website is that it's it's about like a younger a younger female Jedi, which I'm excited for because we haven't really had a chance to see like a younger progression through like this specific era of of the Republic. Um, and then during this this time, um, there was a lot more availability to be kind of more gray in that sense. Things um, weren't so ideological, I guess, then? Yeah, exactly. Um, People were kicking hacky sacks in the Jedi Temple and, and smoking doobies. and. Yep, exactly. You know, holding hands, you know, stuff like that, scandalous stuff. Um, <laughs> singing Yubnub before Yubnub was cool, even? It, it's definitely a really cool era, Uh especially influenced by things like, you know, the Sith War and, like, the Sith Empire and stuff like that and how much that changed, um, you know, the Jedi and their exposure to, you know, Dark Jedi or Sith, which are used, you know, very weird ways by Disney. Interchangeably um, sometimes, I guess, right? Oh, my. It drives me crazy in KOTOR. They they use it just interchangeably, and I'm like, that's not the same thing at, at all. And I heard it used uh, in, like, I think they were dark jedi like attacking a republic ship and i'm like well okay dark jedi don't normally have like any kind of you know affiliation with the sith empire or the sith but why are they attacking a republic ship with imperials uh drove me insane but this so is i'm really K hoping kotor which came out before the lucasfilm uh property was sold to disney right right exactly which made me more mad <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping Disney doesn't do that kind of stuff as well. Um, it sounds like Lucasfilm was high on their own supply, maybe. Back yeah, in honestly, <laughs> yeah, on, honestly. <laughs> like, oh Interesting. My. 
It drove me absolutely insane, which I understand if you want to include that in your game. Cool. Be my guest. But maybe don't, you know, mix it up with another really big term that's pretty prevalent. I mean, who doesn't know? Like, everyone knows Sith and Jedi, right? It's... Hmm. Dark so, Jedi, maybe in a yeah. So you know. said you just started that game, right? Knights of the mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic. Um, which character are you playing? I, I've never played it before because I don't have the system that it'll operate on. But w- which character are you playing, and 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 how are you liking it so far with the mythology? I'm of loving it. it. Yeah, I'm really really liking it. Um, I'm. I mean, I went the the typical Jedi path because that's just how I am. Um, and um, I like playing more like light side characters, especially on stream. Um, like when I played um, uh, the Old Republic, the the MMO, um, I did my first playthrough of it. I did just light side choices because I feel like everyone wants to be big and bad and evil. Um, and uh, I like seeing, you know, okay, maybe I don't kill everybody that disagrees with me, and then we'll see where that goes. So that's kind of what I'm doing um, because, the, like at least I noticed, is that there's all these kinds of different relationships and events that happen because, you know, you didn't murder somebody that messed up or something like that. Um, But uh, that's what I'm doing so far. I really like it. Um, I know um, Korik, I think his name's Korik, or Karth, sorry. Uh, A lot of my friends don't really like that character at all. Um, But I've been just kind of keeping him around to see what like <laughs> he's very snarky and sarcastic and likes to pick fights and i think it's super funny <laughs> but uh yeah everyone just kind of kicks him to the curb so i i like seeing kind of what he does and what different characters do in interaction with uh you know if you pick a light side or dark side um choice or power or stuff like that so i'm all about them character developments baby that's how i roll very cool, yeah. Buffing and and leveling up and and uh, and getting those XP points, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, I've been advocating for a long time uh, on Thinking Star Wars Radio uh, and and other venues as well for Disney to produce something cinematically that is like nothing we've ever seen, and I mean like nothing we've ever seen. Uh, I hmm. think that the door is wide open to do something before the Old Republic, before there were even maybe Jedi, before there were maybe even Sith. And my knowledge of that history is pretty sparse. So can you fill in the gaps for us about what something like that might look like, uh, the mythology of the Jedi and the Force users, and, and where it really begins, and, and, and how it, you know, what captivates you about all of that mythology of the origins of Jedi and Sith and what you like about it? Because you said you're sort of a light side person, so... Yeah, so I think the best way to kind of describe that, um, and some people that are listening might know about it, uh, it's it's a planet called Voss um, that is, they're, they're actually like pretty big in the uh, the older public, like the MMO game. Um, and um, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how like the Sith and the Jedi react to these Force users that have really no like affiliation with either of them and they have there's no light side or dark side it's just kind of like oh well here's what the force users like think and then here's what we're going to do as a society so i think that that is kind of a good way to you know i guess base something like you said you've never seen before um so like the jedi the um i believe it's j-e apostrophe d-a-i-i i can't spell so if i put the apostrophe in the wrong place call me i don't know yeah um 
Well, at least but, it's not uh, like um, at least it's not like Ilum or, or Ilum or Ilum Ulum or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's clearly. If I say not, it wrong, it's, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Bob Iger will be uh, knocking down the doors of yeah, your house. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Red." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Jedi are kind of they're the Force users that kind of essentially started that. Um, they didn't really have any affiliation with light side or dark side either until they kind of all got together and were like, hey, uh, this guy is kind of like, you know, getting really angry and like just kind of murdering people that disagree with him. Like, I don't agree with that. And they kind of split in half. And then that's how kind of Jedi and Sith, um, quote unquote, started. Um, I know that Sith normally come from Korriban, Korriban, again, Corobin, pronunciation. <laughs> Christopher you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's like there's all kinds of, you know, stories of how they started. Uh, there's not a whole, like, there's not a big book series or comic series on how all this started. There's like, oh, well, maybe we think maybe this is how it started. And LucasArts and Disney both kind of say different things. Um, so I think if, if there was anything to be like something we've never seen, it would probably be something like that and i think it would focus more on like what they would do society wise morally or you know ethically um in that way which would be pretty cool um and before people were like oh politics alderaan exists or did exist um alderaan is just all politics uh, forever i t hate that planet because i get really bored because they're all politics it's just people yelling at each other constantly like sounds like my twitter feed yeah also same here i want to see a star wars uh show or movie where it's just like some some people in a cave like you mentioned on uh, t uh is it tython sorry tython yeah, yep yeah. no you're good yeah i i want to see a star wars movie or show where it's like you know some people in a cave on tython where they just kind of uh you know come out and you know some guy wearing like a tauntaun hide and he's dragging his his uh, woman by by the ponytail with this big club, and he's like, all of a sudden, he can use the force, so he doesn't have to drag her by by a ponytail anymore in her slave outfit. He can like move her with his hand, you know, and like hunt, yeah. And then he's like, wow, what is mm, what is this amazing power? And you know, it, it goes on from there. And then he he could become like the very first uh, force user, as it were. I think that's an unexplored cool. storyline, and and he could level up as well, like with the role playing. Like it can be like, there you go. <laughs> character development here we go you know roll roll two dice if if, if you're <laughs> able to like kill a tauntaun with your bare hands or you know whatever so. yeah no i like it that'd be pretty cool <laughs> very we cool better, better copyright this before before this this airs <laughs> just in case disney you know it, it wouldn't be the first time uh, a lot of my ideas have already been stolen i know mm. disney is developing an r-rated uh one shot uh a war style star wars movie that that i originally pitched on the podcast as well so Mm, damn. Anyway. Yeah. They, so, what would you like to see developed in Star Wars lore or canon that hasn't been uh, specifically? It's gonna sound really lame. It's probably not what anybody expects at all. But holocrons, cool. How? How? How though? Like, how do they get? Like, how did someone figure out? Hey, we can store like people souls and information on this thing like is it a flat like does it work like a flash drive like i just hook it up to a machine and you know type in what i want or you know like i just it, it sounds really really dumb but i just want to know how they do it it's it's cool 
Um, and also, like, you know, kyber crystals are pretty cool, too, and how they figured out. I guess that's already out, is figuring out how kyber, kyber crystals work. But They could I mean, do a, a movie with Adam Sandler called Uncut Kybers, where he's, like, a gem salesman, and he's, like, hawking the kybers to, uh, uh, you know, the, um, the Mon Calamari Mafia or something, and... That would be cool. Yes, that'd be sweet. We'd I would watch. love to see that. <laughs> I would watch it. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. <laughs> to, to deal with the holocron, I think you have to talk to like J.K. Rowling and the you know Horcruxes and figure out how those work too, yeah. right? Yep. So yep. Great. Yeah, well, um, cool. what what can uh, what can our fans do if they want to follow uh, your next step? Uh, you know, where where can they find you? What are you going to be doing in the streaming universe uh, during the pandemic for the next few months that our fans might be interested in hearing about? months hold on months <laughs> i was told this was gonna be over in what three weeks to flatten the curve hold on <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> um well i stream every day except for tuesdays and thursdays um you can find me pretty much anywhere at red vox gaming v-o-x not fox i'm not an animal um people just can't spell it's okay vox uh, like a voice on- Yes, like a voice. And then uh, on Twitter, it's just Redvox. Um, no, it's not like the band. I didn't make up the name from the band. Like people always assume that, uh, Vinny from Vine Sauce has a band named Redvox. Oh, I thought you did pick it from the band. No, 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 no. Oh, what's the origin of that then? So <laughs> I'm actually friends with Vinny, uh, fun fact, because um, I was like, hey, Vox meets Vox, you know, like Vox squared. Um but um no i came up with the name in like 2004 um a long time ago uh it 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 comes from i had a character named red so i already got like used to being called red for some reason don't remember how that came out um and then vox comes from uh one of my favorite bands at the time uh 30 seconds mars they have a song called vox populi oh that's what it was i knew it was from a band yeah yeah it's an emo band because you know Gotta fill the role. Yeah. Gotta fill. What? Gotta what about an emo role. Jedi? What would that look like? Would it? What would an emo Jedi wear? Yeah, Kylo Ren. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, he wouldn't wear anything apparently in the last. <laughs> no, Jedi. Apparently not. Yeah. No shirt. <laughs> so, and um, he would also be an incel. <laughs> that's, don't don't forget that. Right, don't forget right. that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, Redbox um, Gaming, right? That's how you yes, can follow you. Okay. On Twitter, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Um, You're planning to stream a couple different games in the future, or what, what, do you, what do you have in the chamber? Yeah, I have a stream schedule now because I'm a variety streamer, apparently. Um, so on Mondays, we play, like, uh, military simulators, tactical shooters. Um, it's my favorite kind of game, I know. It's, it's Call a very of Duty stuff? Uh, no, don't no. even. <laughs> so which uh, ones? Like, so, like, uh, Squad, Escape from Tarkov, um, Hell at Loose, they're all, like, uh, well, you know, military based um, in the sense of like what particular era you're playing and stuff like that. Um, it's very like um, it's very detailed in the sense of like what companies you know make specific eye um, you know eye um, optics or uh, so like it's pretty cool. I've learned a lot about you know um, that kind of stuff. And then Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm off. Wednesdays, uh, call it Wild Card Wednesdays, where I pick kind of whatever I want to play. Um, played uh, Cyberpunk uh, and um, Divinity Original Sin 2 yesterday. Uh, Fridays, like I said, Force Fridays. Uh, Saturday. Oh my, I'm forgetting my own schedule. Saturday, uh, solo solo uh, player games. So like uh, Fallout New Vegas. 
uh, Sundays, their viewer's choice. So we did um, a whole bunch of different games, uh, whatever viewers picked. Uh, I've done cooking streams, painting streams, um, stuff like that. Uh, just, you know, I, I make sure to have, like, the community have a voice into what I what I stream and what I play. So it's You're true. too polite. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're much more polite than I thought you'd be. And I'm kidding. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what is that supposed I'm to be? Joking, I'm joking. I'm a nice person. You I only nice yell at person. my chat. I expected, okay. you know, rough around the edges, emo, lesbian, you know, all that. Hey, you know, okay. So. That's true. But <laughs> so, so one of the things that is fascinating, I guess, is this idea of role-playing characters. You know, especially during this pandemic, a lot of people are living vicariously as it were through star wars and the mandalorian i certainly live vicariously through twitter uh if, if you ever watch my feed um that's sort of my role play as it were um but talk about building a, a star wars character or role playing you know in general how, how does one start um thinking about a character and then how do you how do you get that from just an idea into an actual fleshed out character that you've built so, I mean, definitely the first thing you want to do is just pick a name. It sounds super easy, but I know I've gone through a million different name generators and picking something. I mean, sometimes I know, I know some of my friends pick something that's very either ironic to the character and how they act or just kind of a name they've always liked and, you know, um, everything else in between. Um, so kind of a name is, is kind of the first basis because I, I personally believe in like, yeah, you can have NPCs. Um, but, um, you, you also, the diff kind of a bigger difference is that, uh, the difference between an NPC and an actual character is that they're more than just a name as well, but a name is kind of what starts it. Cause they're not just, you know, worker number one, maybe there's somebody else. So that's kind of where I always start. And by NPC for those noobs out there, you're referring to non-player characters, right? Correct. Yeah. So the people in the background, essentially. This would be like, uh, for example, in Dex's diner, the robot lady who serves the coffee. You know, it's like, would you like a cup of Jawa juice? That would be yep. like an NPC Stuff in like the that. Star Wars world, right? Right, exactly. So you know who she is, but maybe you don't know her name or, you know, she doesn't show up back in the story again. Um, a lot of stormtroopers are also um, NPCs in a, in a way. Uh, you don't really know each of their single IDs or stuff like that. Um, their TK numbers. <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that. From then on, um, I always pick uh, physical like at attributes first. Um, for I'll, I'll use one of my favorite characters. Her name is Valkyrie. Um, she kind of her biggest thing is that she has a really big scar across her face. Um, there's a whole story behind that. But uh, the even before I thought about the story, how it got there, I was like, you know what? Throw a big scar on her. Why? Why not? Okay, let's just throw throw one on her face. Um, and then from there, after like physical, like what color is her hair? You know, black. What color are her eyes? Silver. Stuff like that. Um, then from there, I picked her personality type. Okay, so she's a Jedi, right? So I would think about it. All right, what, how does a Jedi normally act, right? Uh, quiet, you know, very not emotional in, in a way, very soft-spoken, stuff like Stoic, that. Stoic, like, okay. if you will. If you will. So I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, well, she's going to have all those. But she's a person, right? Not a, not a person can always act very stoic all the time for every every case ever. There's going to be something that you know maybe gets under your skin. I personally, you know, I'm I'm a very, you know, I, as 
some people think. <laughs> I, I agree on everything ever. Uh, I, I don't. There's a few things that get under my skin, but for the most part, I try not to be like that. So it's like, okay, let me let me kind of put myself into her as a character, but let's let's take it up a notch. So she's very stubborn. She gets she's got quite the temper, uh, but it's not always there, um, which kind of gives her that that facade of being a pure Jedi. Um, think about it like that, and then. Of course, backstory. It's the most important thing when it comes to role-playing games or just role-play in general. Uh, if you play Dungeons and Dragons or you just write like me, uh, is a backstory. Now, most characters in any game ever, writing or novel, um, have some kind of edgy, tra traumatic background that has happened and has shaped the, uh, the the character's background to be in whatever situation. Um, so, so like Ray, for example, like Ray Skywalker, she didn't have enough portions or something like that uh, mm -hmm. in her background. Yeah, that too. Skinny. She's so skinny. Jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Exactly. So what's so the major was, trauma for Valkyrie? Well, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, she's got that big ass scar, you know? Mm. Okay. Um, so I went, I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, well, maybe her temper comes from whatever happened to her to getting that scar. Um, and uh, from from there on, maybe that's what happened, what, why she has her really bad temper. Um, and then, but that's also why she's kind of stoic. She doesn't, a lot of people stare at it or, you know, kind of like, we're like, oh, what happened to you? You know, I mean, they do the same to me. It's like, oh, why is your hair blue? You know, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm just like, haha, it's natural, you know, um, stuff like that. So, um, I won't go into her background too, too much because it's, it's a little, it's not canon. It's changing the canon a little bit. And I don't know some people get kind of mad about that, but, um. So she actually had, she actually had relations with Yoda to create baby Grogu. Is that what you're kind of hinting hey, at? May or? Maybe. Okay. Listen, <laughs> maybe I'll leave it up to your imagination. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but so, you know, there's that. His backstory is really important. Um. And it sounds like it sounds really easy. Oh, just write a backstory for your character. It's just it sounds so easy. And I know a lot of people that have written backstories for characters, but then their character doesn't act anything like they had this backstory happen to them, um, which is not, you know, it's not easy to just constantly be in the mindset of your own like character. Um, but uh, it, it definitely helps like with a backstory, then you can pick more you can go back and like maybe, you know, give her some more scars or go back and then be like, okay, well, give her some more like personal personality details that maybe because she got this scar, maybe she's now into something, you know, something else. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's more of a sage now because she's, you know, shy because of, you know, her temper because she knows she can't control it. Or maybe she's more of a fighter because she has a temper. <laughs> so uh, it's it's kind of constantly the, the process of kind of going back and editing things and some of the stuff takes years to develop i've you know had valkyrie as a character for i think almost five years 
um, and definitely have changed a lot of her um, attributes and kind of tweaked some things and maybe gone back and changed her her background or added something. So where is the where is the main place this character lives then for you? As I mean, having she's been a part of your uh, creative uh, uh, life and gaming life for for years and years. I mean, is she in your in your fiction that you write? Is she in games that you play? Is she uh, a moniker that you use? Is she all of those? Where where is her main kind of place that she lives for you? So it's kind of all of them above. <laughs> like if, yeah. uh, I, I, I definitely, she's, she's definitely my favorite character. I just really like her. If I play a game where it has like customizable like stuff, I always make her uh, first. Um, like for example, in Cyberpunk, there's a character in there that looks like me. So I was like, all right, well, I was going to make myself, but now I'm going to make Valkyrie because I can. Um, I, I always thought it was funny too. because I can flirt with the, the person that looks like me and I just think it's funny. There you um, go. That's some meta so, stuff right there. <clears throat> it is. It is. <laughs> um, stuff like that. Um, and it also, I also do it because um, then I don't have to, because I'm a person, I sit in character creation forever and I will just tweak a million things and go through different hairstyles for hours. Um, so I already know what she looks like. Number of hair like. follicles, yeah. location exactly. of freckles and <clears throat> dimples, uh, yep. all those sort that's, of details. That's what I do. I already know what she looks like. I like it cool just move on because i can't sit here for four hours on stream when character creation <laughs> so i will never um, buy a game that doesn't let me select uh different inseam uh values you know because i can never find one that's bit that's large enough uh to, to accommodate me so hey man yeah. there's there's a lot more places of being a lot more uh, inclusive so you know <laughs> there's that there's that uh character creation is pretty big uh, look at cyberpunk people have there made you. all kinds of characters in cyberpunk He's, in a, in a matter of days right i mean that game just <laughs> oh came my out yeah this week or whatever yeah so. yeah definitely um so yeah it, that's that's just kind of what i use uh but i also use the games and stuff like that or you know whatever it is uh to kind of help develop her her personality a little bit more make her more of a real character um especially when i'm throwing her into situ situations that aren't just star wars uh i just always like okay how would she act in you know in cyberpunk how like what what would she be would she be chaotic good or like how she normally is or would she you know maybe not be completely chaotic good in this in this universe so i find it fun i have in in um in the old republic uh i made her as my first character and then i made a bunch of other characters after that and it kind of got me uh able to think about okay well now i could be 100 percent evil and then see what that would do to all all kinds of things and how she would react to it or how the other characters would react to her and it's just it's a complex web at this point but you know it's fun i like i, mean, it. I know we're I in a it. pandemic but would you ever consider larping uh valkyrie or another one of your creations like a live um, action role hmm. play uh situation or gaming <clears throat> in that sort of vein um I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea for me to LARP because I used to, um, I used to do kickboxing. So I'm, I'm, you know, maybe not the, the best person to go up and, and combat with <laughs> when it comes to that. Um, I'm not sure the closest I've gotten to LARPing would be, um, like Dungeons and Dragons D&D. Um, I actually did make her cause for my very first session, uh, I had no idea what character to make cause I didn't know if I would like it or not. So I made her just out of, you know, originality um and uh it, it's been really fun um doing that kind of live uh role playing i guess um it, it definitely opens up a lot of 
uh, different questions as to, you know, how she would react in, in the D&D universe and stuff like that. And just in real life, too, not just as words on a page or a message or an email or something. Um, so LARPing's, LARPing's interesting, but I don't think LARPers use, you know, social distancing or masks personally. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> it may not might, be the best might. activity for the Maybe for not. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a LARPer here that does does all that. And they're like, yo, what? <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> You're going to get a, 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 you know, a, a library message. of emails uh, <laughs> sent to your address saying, we've been doing Zoom LARPing in the Star Wars world, waiting for a character who's a gray Jedi uh, named named Valkyrie for, for months and months. It would have completed our entire sesh. Yeah, Where exactly. have you been? <laughs> you <know>. Hello. <laughs> Wasting yep. your time shooting guns and playing uh, Kate Kotor, you know? What are you doing yep. here? <laughs> You're like, hold um, on. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I, I know there's so many ways to get into the role-playing avenues, and, and so mm-hmm. many people do so many different things with it. Um, would you uh, would you tell our fans, just basically, if they're interested in Star Wars and role-playing, what you would recommend for them uh, if they want to get into that world? What, what could they um, do? It definitely, it definitely depends on the kind of person. When it comes to like role-playing and stuff like that, most of it is text-based or game-based, but uh, one of the the best avenues i think to finding other people to do this with is definitely reddit i know it's reddit it's scary there's not always people you agree with on reddit but it's also the internet twitter you know as as a prime example um but uh there's all kinds of different subreddits that i know that i know there are some for star wars like role-playing um maybe you know you're, you're listening to me you're like oh red i can't write like 15 paragraphs per you know interaction with somebody i can't i can't do that uh yeah most people can't most people can write like three sentences and you know that's fine uh you can probably find someone to do the same uh just the same with you so there's all kinds of avenues you can do uh reddit twitter um even discord there's all kinds of discord servers discord's an amazing little program i love it i use it pretty much non-stop totally not addicted to discord (laughs) Uh, but um, there's there's all kinds of things again you're gonna find some people you don't agree with or that you don't work with but you'll find someone eventually i definitely have gone through a lot of people to find someone that you know can write 16 paragraphs like me so there's always someone out there so redbox uh it's been a pleasure to have you in the studio and i hope you will return in the future possibly when we get those uh properties related to the old jedi lore um you know and i wish you all the luck in the world on your streaming channel how can our fans watch your streams or get at you or buy your merch uh, where do they need to go uh definitely um most of my social um accounts i guess are under red vox gaming r-e-d-v-o-x not f like a fox um or you can go to my website, redvox.tv. Uh, it has all the links in there, merch in there, um, videos of me, you know, making a fool of myself. Just uh, things everyone wants, uh, basically. Um, so there's that. Again, I stream five I days a week. I think I saw one of you making um, milanese or something like deep fried steak something or other. Is that <laughs> Yes, <right>? yes. <laughs> That's, that was one of our uh, cooking streams. I made a... Argentine Milanesas and mashed potatoes because apparently some people don't know how to make mashed potatoes properly. Um, you know who you are. Um, so, Heretics. yeah. Honestly, the driest mashed potatoes I've ever seen have come up on my t- uh, Twitter feed multiple times. <laughs> it's 
scary scary stuff <laughs> so you primarily stream but occasionally there'll be a little chicken nugget of something interesting or weird in there for for friends as well is that right oh absolutely 100%. so you don't have to necessarily be a gamer to to go to your channel and enjoy what you have to offer absolutely yeah absolutely uh and even if you I, i've had people that have no idea what the game i'm playing is they still stop by because i'll still be talking you know about anything and everything um on uh, on stream so if you're not into the games or whatever but you want to be in a community maybe don't know twitch like at all or whatsoever um we're pretty much made of abandonment misfits from all kinds of games and communities so fantastic all right well uh thanks again for giving us your time and uh just uh, may the foe be with you so. thank you glad to be here and very, very unfortunately, it is time to go. That's all we have time for with Red Vox. I'd like to thank her very much. She was very pleasant and wonderful to interview. Um, we hope to have her back. And uh, you can find us at Faking Star Wars on Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars. Or you can follow me at Storm Duper. Please submit any questions you have for us on Twitter using the hashtag FSWRadio and we'll read them on the next episode. And don't forget to check out our FSW t-shirt store where you can get all kinds of great gear around the holiday season at bit.ly slash FSWMerch. If you like what you hear, we do implore you to go to our Patreon and throw us a bone. You can support us by becoming a patron. That's patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Not only do you support us fakers financially to keep this content that you love, but you'll get a great reward even for joining for as little as a buck a month. You can join fake Jedi Padawan Stephen Howard or Rick Swift, the Mediocratics, Darth Taxis, and Keith Harmon, who are all fake Jedi knights. If you haven't written us a review, please go Go ahead and write us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or any of your podcast platforms of choice. We are everywhere. It really helps us get noticed when people search for Star Wars on their podcast apps. And if you write a funny review, we will definitely read it on an upcoming episode. And one last thing, we want you to become a member of our Faking Star Wars Discord server. It's free, and it's a chat room full of fakers discussing Star Wars from a humorous perspective, other nerd culture topics, and even playing some games together. It's a great community, and it would be better if you would join it. The link is bit.ly slash FSW Discord. FSW, all in caps. That's bit.ly slash FSW Discord. And finally, a big thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped.com, where you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code. Code FSW Radio, all in caps. That's manscaped.com with a 20% discount and free shipping. FSW Radio, all in caps. And of course, as always, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. <laughs>